Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor here on the Fan 1079. Just bopping on. 20 years worth of this mess. That's right, my friend. They're liable. What? Like an old dog, they're liable to put us down any day. No. So you, you, better, you better tune in while you can. No. <laughs> Did you start that Facebook? Did I start what Facebook? Uh, the Facebook feed. Shoot, I don't know that I did. All right, now I'm I can, pretty sure I did. All right. I could look right here. I could go walk yeah, away. Yeah, you better look. I'm not 100%. See, it made me think about it. It made me question it. Yes, it is. All right, see? I was confident until you asked. That's like, did you leave the stove on when so, you leave the house? See, this is what happens when you've been doing something 20 years. You Can't remember if you did it or not? Do that? Did I not do that? I don't know. I was thinking I had done it, but yes, it's on. We welcome you to the show, 903-735-9905. For those who are old, appreciate an ot hearing again. Like an ot. Yeah. You know, I always, instead, they had the, the 90s, the 70s, the 20s, when it was zero one zero two zero, yeah. I went out on that. You went out? A lot yeah. of aughts? Out one, out two. That's what I did. Out yeah. five. Yeah. Nine, nine, oh, five. Yeah, the aughts. Yeah. Those were the aughts. I know. That's when we started this presentation, back in the aughts. We did. Yeah. Yeah. It was like... Aught aught three. three. Aught three. We, sometime that spring, we started the uh, little presentation. So we said, we, I'd been doing it for so long before... This presentation I, well, started, I and I know you carried on, but was it leaving the yard back then? No, no. it was not. It was A to Z. It was that for a while, yes. With you and uh, A. <laughs> really? Well, I, I thought you were going to be I almost said the wrong A, and I almost said Eric. And so no, instead no, of saying Jeff, one. I had to stop myself because yeah. I'm thinking it's not Eric, it was no, Jeff. No, it wasn't Eric. It was Jeff. I actually knew Eric. About that time. He worked you, for my wife. Yeah, you guys So were, I could have pro- probably had a conversation yeah. with Eric Aiken about sports. But anyway, uh, leaving the yard goes back 20 years. I know you have a long career in radio. I do not. I've got a 20-year yeah. career. You're making this be a milestone year, and I'm like, is it I, really? I had started that fall in 22. I mean, 02. Ought to. Yeah, very nice. Ought to. Very nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> little Shakespeare. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're very but, uh yeah, I had started that year calling uh, PG football with you, and so that was the first time I had done sports talk radio. So I was doing a resume the other day. Really? Oh, you never know. You're looking for you never know when it's going to come up. Where you're you like, oh, I got to have. I, I should know you tell this. your partner that, huh? I'm just. I just told you. So I was doing a resume. <laughs> I should know this. I just told you. Yeah, okay. So I was doing a resume. I'm like, okay. How far back am I going on some of this stuff? Well, geez, I go back radio into the 80s. So 20s, like, okay. But I did 40 almost. I'm almost come, I'm coming up on 40 years of radio. Well, yeah, because you started in the you 80s. Records. I know. No, they weren't records. Were they tapes? Some kind of tapes? Cartridges sure. of tapes or something? I remember. Well, the very first one was reel to reels. Real to real Snobbishly say I, I, I can't you, remember if it was I don't think you I, me in Dalhart you I, did, I did do That's right I did do records in Dalhart My very first job was not that It was it was tapes though But it's been 40 It's coming up on 40 years I mean no offense But 20 is not that big a deal Well for you it's not <laughs> But for this presentation This little present 
Presentation. I mean, we claim to say the longest running sports talk show yeah. in Tuscana. So, we, well, nobody else has left. They're all yeah. gone. They've all walked away. Got a real life. Yeah, we just didn't. No, we never grew up. We never. Peter Pan. We never grew up, and yeah. so here we are yeah. at an advanced stage in life, still sitting around shooting a bull about sports. And so I was, I was thinking about this. When Al Michaels got grief this weekend, did you see this? You know, I saw the grief for Al and, and Tony Dungy, but I I wouldn't want to be thrown into a partnership in a big game like that. Somebody I hadn't worked with, and all oh, that's... Uh, you and I talk about all the time, there's a rhythm yes. to a broadcast. No question. And if you have not worked with that person before, and you're on one of the biggest stages, I mean, it's not like it's Cowboys Bucks or something, but... Uh, really? Did you see those numbers? I'm sure they were... I mean, it's Monday night. It's the only game in town. They set no, that thing up see, exactly. Did Brady, you see I didn't those see the numbers, but I'm sure they were and astronomical. The Google, biggest, Just give me a shot. Biggest big, what? In 30 years. Okay. It was the biggest NFL telecast in I'm 30 not doubt. years. It had everything. It's yeah. got Cowboys. It had Brady. It was the only game. It was Monday night. Yeah, but oh. who knew Dak was going to turn out to be the... Dak didn't matter. The, for the for the ratings? Yeah. Dak who, didn't matter. Who knew he was going to be the goat roper? <laughs> he didn't rope the goat. Oh, he, he roped the goat. He did not rope the goat. Cowboys another term for goat roper. And he okay. roped the goat. Yeah, whatever. It, th- that didn't matter. The number of people that were turning in at the beginning of this game, it had everything you wanted. Didn't have Al Michaels. <laughs> you didn't want Al Michaels, apparently. Nobody wanted him after Saturday's. And I, Do you believe in miracle comebacks? Yeah, see. And Al tried to explain it out Monday, I think. And... I'm not disagreeing with him. I'm I'm on the fence on this. I'm, I'm I'm having a heart. I have so much respect for Al Michaels, who's called so many historic games of he's, all kinds. He's old as dirt. Yeah, he's an old man. Sure. Yeah. No, I get he that. He makes us look young, <laughs> which I appreciate. I appreciate that. That's another reason I like him. I appreciate most about Al, Al Michaels. It's another reason I like him. However, he's always been kind of classy in the booth little understated as he said the other day on monday it's television it's not radio yeah. i let the picture speak for itself there's and he's not a yeller anyway yeah, thank god never... most of these tv guys are not there's a couple that are annoying about yelling a lot but he even said that's really not my style blah 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 but here was the problem i thought that's fine if you've got one guy that's that way but when you added the second guy, who's almost he's, identical, there's a reason Tony Dungy doesn't do color. He's too understated. Yes, you need a little pizzazz I mean, in the color area. There's a reason people like Romo. He's he's high energy. Yeah, he may not be a yeller, and but he's, he's witty. He's very high energy. Yes, and you need some energy. I agree. Your color guy, particularly if you're play-by-play guys. Now, when Bob does color, he doesn't need high energy. Bob's got both covered. I was going back, and and, and somebody was replaying an old uh, 49ers-Cowboys game. I don't know how I got that on social media, but it, but it came across. And Pat Summerall and John Madden were calling it. I don't know that there's not 
if there's ever been a better pairing of people calling a television game than those two. Well, A, you had a play-by-play guy who was very proficient in football. Oh, he, yeah. He was a football guy. He was a football player. Yeah. And then you had high energy, but you also had a lightheartedness to John Madden and a guy who wasn't afraid to say goofy things and just be goofy in general. Right. And, and that's – that's a great pairing. But his goofy was in the confines of, A, his legitimate personality. Yes. And, B, adding something to the game. Manning way to some degree. Peyton and or Eli, if they were in a booth, had that same kind of ability, I think. Yes, and, and I really think at some point Peyton should move into a booth. I, I don't know so much about Eli. I think he'd be fine. Well, I think Eli would be good, too. But I think Peyton is cries out but he may also i i could see him as bradshaw's job which bradshaw's very over the top and goofy well yeah and and terry's not been well the last year so he's you could he's actually been better the last few weeks you could see in the fall it looked like he he was was, way down under the weather either way and add to the fact summerall and madden called so many games together by the time we got to this 90 whatever 93 playoff game that they had that history, the rhythm. They knew what to expect. But it was from the just other a guy. bad pairing the other night. No, Al or Tony, neither one deserve the criticism because a long ago someone at the network realized that's really not Tony Dungy's forte. No. No, that's right. And B, uh, Al's getting on up in years and throwing a new partner at him for a one game playoff was which makes me wonder at the network where at that level decision makers said. You know what? Yeah, I don't know. We don't have anybody else to call this. Let's put Tony in the booth well, with him. I didn't understand why well, they brought him over from Prime. No. Why? Uh, they brought Al over? Yeah. Yeah, I don't He's need... working for Prime. Right. Now. No, I get it. Yeah, and the Prime doesn't. Amazon doesn't own NBC. I don't understand. I never understood. Was he just on loan for the evening? I think they thought big name broadcaster will bring in even better numbers and, and i know he had worked for nbc for years yeah. and all but still i just I, I thought it was a strange pairing um and, and i i wasn't surprised that it was a little on the dry side yeah and i and i hate that people were doing that to al because i mean he's he's earned lots of opportunities to not have the best game yeah. and for people to not make it a big deal how old is he? 73, 75? No, he's like 80. 80. He's 80. I think he's earned. Yeah. I just, the only product, the only, the only, I didn't listen to the game. I didn't watch the game. Of course, you see the game winning field goal at the end. And in the game winning field goal, he doesn't stop to make the call about the field goal until the ball's in the air. Yeah. He's talking about something else. And I'm like, mm, yeah. Al, wasn't necessarily your sharpest moment right there. No, but it shouldn't be. He's 80. I know, but now the question begs itself, who made the decision to put him in the booth? And why did he agree to do it? Why didn't he just say, you know, no. Nah. He paid to do it. Why? You think Al Michael needs any more money? I don't know. I think Maybe Al he's... Michael's making plenty of money in his lifetime at 80 years old. I'm pretty sure he's okay. I just say... And that wasn't a great matchup anyway. Yeah, I'm, what, the game? Yeah, I mean, it, it was a ended great up being, matchup. No, it ended up being a great game because... As we said yesterday, a team that had five turnovers couldn't finish it off. If you're the Chargers, you get five turnovers against the other team, you can't finish a game. Yeah, I'm looking here. Kind of pitiful. 
They don't say why he was on it. You know, obviously, Herb Street works for ABC, who's Al's usual partner. Yes. And I don't particularly love that pairing because Herb Street is a college guy, and I don't really. Uh, nobody knows football. He knows football. And you, but, I mean, you study that week for the team. We we have to do every week. We call a game. We don't necessarily know the other team. You study up a little bit on them. You figure out something. You well, go. Speak for yourself. <laughs> you know the other team. You study. <laughs> <laughs> I usually know the other, who the other team is when I walk. Well, that's in. nice to know. But study enough. Of course, I actually have called the team by the wrong actual <laughs> mascot name for half a game. That was impressive. I try to correct you on things. Anything yeah. that's a horse should just be a horse. Yeah, I know. Horses, stallions, broncos, whatever. They ought to I just try be to keep one you name. straight now, but sometimes you ignore me. Like the other day, I told you that you had the wrong name on that player on the broadcast, and you just ignored me. I don't trust you most of the time. Because <laughs> you, know you don't actually know what you're talking about most of the time. Anyway. you hear me a roster <laughs> tip-off. Here, these are the guys. We're I can't imagine why you don't trust me. We're taking a break. We'll come right back. It is uh, 14 after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor here on the fan, 107.9. You stick. We're coming right back. As we say at Liberty Idaho, leopard pride never dies. and a half after five leaving the yard zach and the professor here on the fan 1079 did i answer your question <laughs> all right we were talking about that the uh le sulfur springs game off the air yeah last night leopards and wildcats first time they've matched up as district opponents in basketball and over at the uh, raider dome yesterday the wildcats came into town highly touted anyway yeah they're, they're a pretty good ball club. And, uh, they played a pretty good schedule as well. They, they, they're they, for real. They're, a little more road tested. Billy's ball club's good, but that, I don't think he would tell you that they had faced the same schedule Sulphur Springs had. And dropping down to 4A from 5A. Yes. So, you know, they're kind of falling in the wheelhouse of you ought to be a team that's pretty proficient at this level. Yes. And they've had some success in recent years in basketball in Sulphur Springs because – well, I'll just leave it at that. They just have. Just well, well you're right. They, they just have. However, when you, you tell me about the run, yeah, it was twenty three twenty one. Silver Springs was up in the okay. second, second quarter, and uh, then they go on a seventeen zero run, and uh, mm. everybody's seen this. I mean, basketball is a game, game of, runs. of runs. That's exactly what it and, is. And uh, uh, Jason Boston and I were talking this morning. Uh, the Leopards, unfortunately, had a horrific night from the line, and they were one for 11. And, you know, a lot of times the way to stop a run is to get to the line, make a free throw or two, and, and slow down the other team and uh, kind of force the action. You know, if the ball's not following. And, and we, you know, we talked with Tyler yesterday on the show. 
Ellie likes to shoot the three ball, and that's a huge part of what they do. And you and I saw a uh, a women's basketball game this past Saturday. Some nights the three ball doesn't fall. Well, some some nights none of the shots want to fall, which but, is what was going on at Tampa T on Saturday for the women. Tampa T saw a packed in zone, yep. and they couldn't shoot them out. Of nope. It. The women couldn't. But eventually they had to go inside. I didn't watch the game last night, so I don't know if Silver Springs packed in a zone against them and said, beat us if you can, or they just played really good defense against the outside shot. That's not the number. The number you threw at me, which made me go, huh? Is the one for 11 at the line. Who shoots one for 11 at the free throw at home? Just There's just nuts. One for 11? I mean, just, that, that almost makes me feel like you got Shaq on your team and we played Hack-A-Shaq and the worst guy on the team. I, I don't shooting know. Free like I, said, I, did and I don't know. Well. I don't know how it went. But one for 11 at your own place. That's a tough night. That's, a, that's, a, that's know, one of those nights where it's contagious at the free throw line. You start thinking about it. Was it was funny. Of shooting it. Because Jason, this came up this morning when Jason and I were talking, and obviously Jason is a shooting instructor. That's what he does now. Oh, no, he's a savant. <laughs> But Jason is all about the art of the shot, and he helps people build their shot. And he was talking to me about free throws this morning okay. when this came up. All right. And uh, it's funny. Um, he was telling me this morning, he doesn't like the spin. He doesn't like it when kids spin the ball at the free oh, throw. before they're getting ready in their yeah. pre-shot and routine. And he said all right. All right. he doesn't mind a kid dribbling, but he never wants a kid shooting a free throw to take their eye off the rim during the whole process. So you're looking at the rim the whole yes. time in his world. In his world, he says... So I can't spin it on my finger and go around my head. And, and, and we were talking about Cobal out at A&M Tashikana. Yes. How he's greatly improved his free throw shooting on campus. By the way, this week's Player of the Week in the conference. Yes. Deservingly so. I, yeah, 35 I, and 13 will get you. Yeah. Player no, that was just one of the games. He I know. I'm rebounds the game four. We're talking about a five nine guy yeah. who had twenty five rebounds in two games last week. Who, by the way, you're running out of chances to see him play here yeah. in town. He's already they got a couple a more home game next uh, next Tuesday, I think, the twenty fourth, and then Saturday the fourth. And 4th, I don't know if Kobe's it. got a, a COVID year or what, but either way, uh, this year that's all you can see him. I don't know if he's got a COVID year when he can come back. But all that said, Kobe Powell has developed a free throw. We, Jason and I were talking about this more, where he circles his waist with the ball. But now that I'm thinking about it, I think he's keeping his eye on the rim during that. Because he's not having to look down to dribble or anything. No, he's no dribble. Ball doesn't touch and the so, ground. But anyway, Jason talked about that in his mind, that's the secret to a good free throw shooter is you never... He, he thinks the longer you can look at the rim, the more likely you are to measure it and put the ball in. I had never given that thought. I, hmm. You know, I, I work uh, with kids in basketball. I had never thought about that. I had never considered that. Were you a guy that was telling them aim at the back of the rim? Yeah, I'm a back That's of the rim. That's your back of the rim guy? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I want arch and right. I want back right. of the rim. I, right. I don't like a flat free throw. I don't think a flat free throw – it's, my son shot a flat free throw. I, I tried for years to get him to put a little more arch on it, but he just didn't. Uh, because I, I think a little more arch gives you a little more 
shooter's touch. Well, you got bigger. You you have a better angle for yeah. the ball to get in the rim with an with a dropping and, and, in. And if you are across. literally shooting to the back rim and have a flatter shot, then that's not a good combination, right? And so, but I'm a back of the rim. I like a lot of rotation. I like the elbow in, obviously, and things like that. That was my thing. But I was not a great free throw shooter when I played ball. Still, I'm just scratching my head at one for 11. It happens some nights. It's a tough night. And I'm I'm sure, you know, I I used to coach with Billy. I I know he puts free throws in practice. The time is there. Sure. He he likes it when they're tired. He likes their legs tired when they're practicing free throws. And he likes a bunch of them. And that's the hardest part about this. Simulating game conditions for free throw shooting when – most of the time, you're not going to stand at the line and we'll shoot 10. Well, nobody does that in a game. You run them up and down the court, your heart rate's up, your breathing's yes. up, there's pressure. Now you got to shoot them. That's a different world. But like I say, I know Billy works with them, and I know that's a pet peeve of his and every basketball coach. Now you worry about it next game. Because now, now you're so much emphasis. We're sitting here talking about 10 minutes. There's so much emphasis on it. Next time Leopards come up to a game, they go to the line. Is it like, oh, crap, here we go again. They miss the first one, or do you just go, Shoo. They're not first kicking one went in. points. Did you see that story in the morning news today about the uh, K-ball? Uh, that they couldn't find them? Couldn't find them. Yeah, his kicking balls. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, it's intriguing. There's a lot of that was intriguing, I thought. Each team gets three kicking balls. Yes. They're marked. Officials look right. for them, make, check them when they come on the field. Right. That the, or they're supposed to. Yes. That the kickers are able to. Apparently, they're a little different consistency. They're not quite as slick and whatever. Or maybe they're more slick, I think is what they, it is. Yes. You want them more slick. Yeah. You want them a little more worn. It's a football right. that a passer wouldn't want because a no. passer wants more grip. A kicker wants a little smoother ball that's going to fly through the air. And when you kick the you got three in your team. So when you kick a ball... Well, you get that ball back, yeah. it goes back in the pile, and you got three. Yeah. Apparently, the Cowboys had two, four, and six. The uh, the Bucks had one, three, and five. Problem was, Marr missed so badly on Monday night. He missed the netting. He missed the net. How do you miss the net? You don't get those back. And those go out in the stands. Yeah. Well, now either security's got to go chase him down, and if I'm worrying about chasing down the Cowboys kicking ball, You're probably no, not I'm about. not. Now, if it was it was the Buccaneers, We'd go, I'm going to get that ball. Yeah. I'll give you another one, but yeah. I need that one back. They didn't go chase Cowboys, so they're down to one kicking ball. Had the Cowboys scored another two touchdowns, they'd have been out of kicking balls because yeah. he'd have shanked another one. It was an intriguing uh, little story today. And let's sidebar that. They signed a kicker to the practice squad today. Well, they brought in Tristan Viscaino. Viscaino, who had been with the team in camp. And I think he hooked on for a couple of weeks with somebody. Bad term. Yeah. You don't want hooked on. Hooked on. No, no hook. No slides and no hook. Wow. We want true. It's like yesterday's word we don't use anymore rub. We don't use that. <laughs> we don't use hook for kickers. He didn't uh, hook on, uh. he caught on. That's how we did it. So he's not C.D. Lamb or... Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully he's C.D. Lamb. So they got a kicker, and now they're they're going to wait, apparently. Thursday and Friday, they're going to work them out. See well, they're going to work out Marr and see if yeah. the guys, as their kicking right. coach said, still got the yips. Yeah. 
If he's yip free, I told you he had the yips. He'll make the Monday trip. Night. If he's not yip free, Viscaino's going to be yeah. in his locker on anyway. on Sunday in San Fran. If he's Bernard Langer or Bernard Langer, yeah, he, nobody. I know that's a lot. Okay, Steve Sachs. Yeah, those guys all had the yips. Different sports, but I get having a yip as a second baseman. That that short throw, I can yeah. see where you have, if you have time to think about it, you can make that throw yeah. away. You don't. Have, it sounds stupid. But third baseman and shortstop, you're just airing it you're out. You're whipping it out. Second base, you're, you're looking at it. You got time. <laughs> you got a little, you know, a couple of steps. Yeah. Next thing you know, oh crap, I'm in you a got hurry. Too much time. And, they, what... and then you think about yeah. it. I can see that. I don't get how you yip the the extra point. How do you yip that? You just do. You're kicking it. You just kick your head. It gets in your but head. But it's the same routine as a field goal. It's yes. nothing different. Not like the second base. One of the three. The easy one throw. of the first three. There was a bad hold. I forget which one. If it was the second or third one, wasn't a great hold. It kind of angled out on him. But the others, there was nothing wrong with them. You just yipped. He yipped it. How about some pressure on Thursday and Friday? Kickers are pressure every week. I'm t- uh, Thursday and Friday? If I'm Chuck, if I miss an extra Chuck, point in practice tomorrow, I may not go to most of the kickers in that league are week to week. Oh, that's not true. You tell me that there's not a kicker in that league other than maybe Tucker that goes out mm. there and misses two or three field goes in a ball game, they're not likely to bring somebody in that week. Oh, they bring them in. I'm just just to make sure they got their mind right for any, the next week. But any uh, week you can lose your job in NFL as a kicker. Well, that's true. You know, <laughs> T.Y. Hilton made an interesting comment, and, and yeah. of course, it was after the the first missed extra point. Like the Cowboy receivers dropped the first three passes. Yeah. We all make a mistake on a play. Eleven guys don't do their job right on every yeah. play. Somebody's messed up somewhere or gotten beaten yeah. by the other guy. So he said after the first one, I walked over like, keep your chin up. Okay, but he didn't say what he said after yeah. two, three, and four. Yeah, he just said after that first one, go over, keep your chin up. You know, we're all in this together. I think after the second one, he said, "Well, even CD catches half the balls thrown to him." Really? <laughs> it wasn't a good look for Dak. What the throwing the helmet or whatever it was he did his reaction after the missed PAT. That wasn't a great reaction. What was he supposed to do? That wasn't a great reaction. Does a kicker do that when Dak throws a pick six? Probably. Did he throw down his helmet? <laughs> no, because Dak. Because he doesn't have guaranteed money. <laughs> Dak can do what he wants I'm to. I'm just saying, as a guy who's watched Aaron Rodgers have bad body language for a long time that seems to be aimed at teammates that either make a mental or a physical mistake, a drop pass, I ran the wrong route, I didn't watching that and over and over rightfully so Aaron gets criticized for the fact that he snaps the receiver for look dropping like, balls you no know, not just not just dropping balls but making a mistake yeah. that's not something that Dak typically does uh, that's no, not a, and maybe it, Dak was wired so was tight the, this week it was the level of how important that game was to his career to the franchise and all that so yeah i'm not surprised he got upset Got people in my hallway giving me cowboy grief today. And they were after school today. Like, hey, how are the Packers doing this weekend? That kind of thing. I'm like, this is how it's going to be every thirty years. Is that what you're telling me? 
Every 30 years I got to hear this. It's all I had. It's all you got. It's all I had. <laughs> all right. I didn't have much else. That was it. I got to take a break. It's 30 after 5. Leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor. You're on the fan 107.9. We're coming right back. We are back 33 after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor here on the fan 107.9. Sad news today. Hear about Tusk. Well, it's funny. Kicking uh, the bucket. Your son just joined us on the broadcast. No. Who's a, a huge Razorback fan. BZ is. And uh, I, I pose this question to our, our buddy Billy Lavender today, and I'll pose it to your son Brian. Was the loss of Tusk 5... Jalen Catalona or what? Catalone. Or Kendall Bryles, greater. Is Kendall official? It's pretty official. We hadn't even talked about that one. So which one's a bigger loss for the Razorbacks? Tusk 5, Catalone. Or Bryles. Or Bryles. Which one's a bigger loss? Well, Catalone's going to UT. That one hurts already on a lot of different levels. Bryles going for the same job from Fayetteville to Fort Worth to TCU, if indeed he actually takes that it's job. Everything coming out of I'm reading out of Fayetteville today, it's a done deal. That one's got to hurt a little bit. More than even Catalone going to Texas. I mean, you can kind of see, oh, are you going to Texas? They're about to join the SEC. I. Your OC taking a lateral move job out of the SEC that we all are saying is the best football conference and it's not close. And granted, TCU was in the championship game. I'm not poo-pooing that. But that move seems like... And he just got a raise. I know. That move doesn't... I mean, He's got a nice raise. And the, you know, we've talked about this before, that Sam walked away... 95% of this season without criticism on social media. Yes. The social media went to the two guys. And yes. again, if Bryles is gone, the two guys, Odom and Bryles, who are not even going to be in Fayetteville anymore. And I wonder how much of a factor that played in their I, league. I don't know. So I, I take it as a Razorback fan, the loss of Bryles. On one hand, people are going to go, great, fine, see ya. Didn't produce like we wanted. But on the other hand, you go into TCU, which feels like they had their dream season. Are they going to repeat that ever again? And then there's Tusk, the the fifth yes, Tusk iteration. Five. I'm going to say Tusk. Tusk is the greater loss. Oh, I'm going to say Tusk. That's what your son said. Brian said that. See, I, think, I think Razorback fans are going to go, eh, Catalone couldn't stay on the field anyway. Bryles didn't get wins anyway. Offense was hit and miss, and a lot more miss than hit. But Tusk came every every well, day, every well, game. Well, that's not the case. Well, he he came to the games that 
They'd let him come to. Billy pointed out he had trouble with his health as well. Well, that's, he died, obviously. He was a <laughs> sick pig. He's, as Billy put it, Catalone and Tustin is the one who could stay healthy. See? <laughs> so Bryles was a greater loss. Bryles was a greater loss in Billy's mind? <laughs> yeah, because he, he's got in-laws that are TCU people. <laughs> All right. So for him. He's having a bad week. Billy's having a bad to find out he's got a Bama relative somewhere out there who gave him grief about Vandy. Yeah. And and now Bryles is going to Billy's not having it's not a his great twenty twenty three week. He'll he'll recover. And now you lose Tusk. Which Tusk I didn't five. realize. Be clear yeah, no, I, I didn't realize he was a German boar. <laughs> He wasn't even an American pig. He's a German boar. They can't get a pig out of Arkansas? I figure there's a lot of them, but he's a German pig. Bavarian boar. You know what? I bet they're uh, they're doing stuff in the labs over there. Up in Fayetteville? Is it, is it East Germany? Up in Fayetteville? Or are you talking about in Germany? <laughs> I'm wondering if they're not doing over at that chicken I'm just saying. school they got in Fayetteville. What do you mean chicken school? They got that chicken school. They got the whole poultry thing. Tyson writes some big checks. Uh, I know. That's what I'm saying. They're doing all kinds of experiments I wish I could over there. Some, uh, chicken flu. <laughs> no kidding. But anyway, uh, yeah, if it's an Eastern German. I think it is. They get bigger muscles. <laughs> but that's why I was breaking down That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> he's only the fifth. He's only the fifth generation. We hadn't perfected it yet. <laughs> They're working yeah. on it. Is it his brother? I think it's taken over now. Is it? I think. Was, I think Tus Six is his brother. It's like Cuba. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Another little Castro. I'm just, I'm just glad the brother hadn't just written some scathing story about the whole family. <laughs> So who do the Razorbacks go to, to replace Kendall? I, I think they're going to be. I think Billy's right. I mean, we're joking about the pig, obviously, but I think Billy's right. I think losing Kendall Bryles is going to be one difficult hire well, to replace. I can't understand why TCU went with Bryles. Why? The obvious choice was the quarterback's daddy. Why? Chad Morris. Yeah, I think it. I don't think you want that nepotism in the locker room. Why not? I don't think you do. I think Kendall's. I think Kendall's a good choice. I think, and I think Razorback <laughs> fans had he had they been more successful, I think he would have gone anyway. I think he. I'm. I'm just shocked he went for an OC job that to me is a lateral and leaning down lateral move. Wow, I don't think people understand that. The privates have come a long way. I know Baylor's back down a little right now, but the top ten rule has helped the privates in Texas, and it's helped Texas Tech. Uh, and you say, but that has nothing to do with athletes. No, it doesn't. But there's money pouring in right. no, I get it. to TCU and Baylor and Tech because kids who are coming from money families – aren't always getting their first choice at Texas and A&M. And so that money is now being deposited in places like Fort Worth, Waco, and Lubbock, sure. the likes of which it never has before. 
and now they're producing graduates who are willing to give back. And, and I don't think people fully understand how the top 10 rule in Texas has invigorated those two privates in, in Lubbock and has helped them put money into our athletic program that is showing up on the field and on the courts and all that. Yeah, I, I'm going back to what I said a minute ago, and I'm, I'm trying to check to see my sanity here. Because I said I think it was a lateral down-leaning move to go from a below-midway-pack Razorback team to the national champion participant loser TCU team. Is that, I, and maybe that's just the way it still feels. Well, maybe that being in the middle of the pack in the SEC feels like a better job even than TCU. When it goes to 12 teams in the playoff, I think it is. However, if you're Kendall, your mindset has proven to work in the Big 12. Your dad's offense worked in the Big 12. Well, yeah. And the two biggest roadblocks traditionally to get to the top of that league are leaving. True. I don't – and the money's the money, the big games, and you're going to have opportunities, as TCU showed this year with their win over Michigan, to prove yourself in the playoff. So I does think – Does it feel like it's a, it's a lateral move up to you, to TCU? In years past, it would have. But I'm telling you, Chuck, it's changing. We're seeing super zip codes evolve in places we wouldn't have guessed before. No, but I'm asking, do you think, does that move to TCU feel like a move up, lateral, or down to you for, for Kendall Bryles? Well, Arkansas fans aren't going to like this. I think it's up because I was disappointed in the Hawks this year. Yeah. No, I, get I, it. I was very disappointed no, I get it. that they didn't step forward and step ahead. Yeah, no, this was the year. You kind of got I, the feel. It was the sense they were going to make an adjustment upward. Yeah, and that's what I said when I after I said it, I'm like, but I really do. I really believe still, even the middle of the pack SEC team is a better move than the national but champion. Are loser. they a middle of the pack SEC team? See, therein lies the next problem. That's this is setting itself up. If, if you we're going to hurt Billy's feelings. If you'd have told me in January of 2022 they're a middle of the pack, I said, yeah. But after coming off this year, I was a little disappointed in the step back. Is this a slide back we're about to see? I, I don't know, Chuck. You and I both have looked at this, no, this portal. And, and hopefully Sam's out there. And But he just lost two coordinators. And he's lost some guys to the portal. And I, I'm a little nervous for the Razorbacks. I'm, I'm glad Sam got his money because I didn't think Sam got the love he deserved a year ago. He didn't. And... With everybody wrapping up people long-term, I don't think Sam can be successful there if they don't show some patience with him. And, and here comes the weird part of this. Sam's a great guy. He's a great representative for that university. Yeah, they, everybody there wants run. to love him. He, home wants, run. he wanted to be there when others didn't want to be yes, there. Yes, home run. But has it already peaked? I don't know. Hope not. Hope it, not. See, that's my fear. And if and if and if it's already peaked, how can they bring anybody in who's going to be successful 
at a level where everybody wants the Razorbacks to be able to go. This is the perfect guy for this school. He brought in two good coordinators to be able to run both sides of the ball. They didn't do a great job recruiting, but the portal let them fill some holes. If K.J. Jefferson wasn't at Arkansas last year, how bad were they potentially? They didn't replace Traylon Burks. They never got a, a, a number one receiver to step up and be the guy, and it showed when that offense of Kendall Bryles had times where it just couldn't get going. You wonder was the is, and I want to point a finger at fault, but is that it? I don't know, I don't know, and that first couple of years, you know, we had Trailer tell us that they were a lot closer he and Chad, than they were ever going to get credit for. That's right. They had brought some talent onto that campus. And so... Has talent come on that campus since they've left? I I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll wait and see. I hope it is because I have a lot of friends that are Razorback fans. Well, you don't want them to be bad. You want them to be good. It was a little surprising to me that the Star-Telegram pushed back on uh, Kendall Bryles hiring. What do you mean? They weren't read, crazy about it. You didn't read the article? No, yesterday? I hadn't say it. I, I heard uh, it today, but I had a chance to yeah, look at it. Yeah, they pushed back. They wrote an article yesterday that basically could dirty the hands of Kendall Bryles and the whole thing down at Baylor. Oh. Well, he may be back in Fayetteville. No, Somebody may get cold feet. No, that, this seems this is post-set, so everything I'm reading today, it's a done deal. Right. And Billy says it's a done deal. Well, if it's coming from... If it wasn't coming from Tusk 5, my next guy I'm trusting is Billy. Pig first, Billy second. And I think Billy was actually next in line if the brother can't fulfill the duties. I believe that. (laughs) If Tusk 6 can't make it. Lavender's going to be in a cage on Saturdays. You know. (laughs) Take that out of your You know. I got a lot of different ways that probably is going to work. All right, we'll take a break. It's about 14 till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor are coming back here on the fan. 107.9. As we say at Liberty Island, let the pride never die. Welcome back. We've got about uh, 10 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Zach and the professor. Tomorrow, Kirk and company. Chuck's going to be back with us tomorrow, so uh, I'm sure we're going to get a little talk about L.A., and we'll get some talk about uh, oh, Cowboys the talk. Cowboys. Oh, man. So, yeah. He may be just giddy tomorrow. Well, Chuck's like myself. He, he knows how far back this playoff rivalry goes, and this is what it is. It's not a... They, they were never in a division together, but they've seen each other so many times in the playoffs. 70? 71. When was the first year? Seems like it was 70 or 71. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, people forget uh, we saw the comeback this weekend with Trevor Lawrence and 
Oh, uh, Roger Staubach came off the bench and had that type of comeback against the 49ers in a game uh, years ago, thrown to the likes of... 30-28, then they come back from 28-something, 16 yeah, down, and he yeah, threw a couple touchdowns yeah, to get a win. Yeah. With the likes of Billy Parks and Ron Sellers, not exactly household names. Oh, no. Cowboy lore, but uh, he uh, engineered a second-half comeback when he and Morton were still fighting for the job, literally into the playoffs. I know that sounds crazy to have two different quarterbacks yeah. in a playoff game, but yeah. That doesn't so. seem crazy. But you're right. This is – how many playoff games is this? Is this nine now? Something it's like some outrageous yeah. number. But it's been in each one of their – you know, the 70s wheelhouses, Cowboys won all those games. 80s beginning with the catch. 49ers got theirs. 90s. They kind of well, – Cowboys back went forth. back and – won most of those, but they went back and forth yeah. on the way to championships. And, and obviously, as we talked about this morning, the Niners kept them from winning four Super Bowls in a row with the one they broke up the uh, four-peat with, you know, that third year when Hankins jumped the route and they uh, – The year they beat the Chargers in the Super Bowl. It may have been. so. Yeah. So. Anyway, should be good stuff. Saturday – I mean, Sunday is going to be – uh, this, this is lining up for a classic. Rematch of last year. Cowboys don't have Amari, but maybe a little bit better offensively than they were a year ago. 49ers with a rookie quarterback, yeah. but have McCaffrey they didn't have a year ago. There's a lot of intrigue in this, and I, I'm interested in – the Bosa and, and Micah Parsons comparisons, because they probably are going to finish 1-2 in the defensive player of the year this year. I think Bosa's going to win it, I and Micah's so going to be well, second. Micah got nicked up near yeah. the end of the season. And- There's a lot on the line on for both of those guys. If you can disrupt the other team's offense this week, and those are going to be the two guys you yeah. keep an eye on. They're going to draw doubles well, or chips or whatever. I, I think that is going to be the real key to this game. I don't know if they don't try to move Bosa – around in over the garden center over morning at times because you've got the Smiths at both tackles now. Right. And that's formative. I mean, you've got basically two top well, formidable. Level. No, it's formative in the fact that you're evolving with Smith on the left side yeah. and Tyron Smith on the right side. I, I know it sounds goofy, but they are coming into something. I mean – Still was having an outstanding year, don't get me wrong. But is he Tyron Smith blocking a, an edge rusher? No, never. Tyron Smith has been one of the premier edge rushers. The younger Smith, it's a rookie, has had a pretty solid year. Now, he'll grab a jersey every once in a while and get caught, but he's had a pretty unbelievable year for a rookie at left tackle. Does anybody else in the league have two tackles that are emerging like that? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, well, no. You say emerging. Tyron Smith's at the end. He's not emerging. I, I He's another back injury away I, from being done. I think his being a right tackle could change his career. Well, hopefully. It could hopefully really. Now, now, he's getting his paid career. as a left tackle. Well, sure he is. But he's not seeing the guys that he was seeing for years. And Tyler Smith's not getting left tackle money yet either. No. So it's, no, it works he, okay. Yeah, but he's got, what, three more years left on yes. this deal? Yes. Yeah. And then he will, and by then Tyron Smith's going to be Tyron gone. Smith will be probably ready to move out. But this is a, a line that we didn't have at the beginning of the year. No. 
And, and I don't know if it would have played out this way if Tyron Smith had been healthy. But as I say, Steele was having a fabulous year. But they've got a weakness at guard that they had addressed with Jason Peters, who hobbled off the field yeah, I saw that. this past week. If they can get 20, 25 snaps at him, because let's be honest, one of the reasons Dak looks so good. He had a lot of time back. That was a, but you know, I, I, I haven't seen anything out of, out of Tampa. And I know they're waiting to find out what Brady's going to do, and then they'll make reshuffling. That defense was. Is not what it was two years ago when they won the championship. But they, they still bad. have some guys that can get to the quarterback, but they didn't. Dak. They were. And I, you and I texted about They were undisciplined in the secondary. Yeah, well, Their safety play was atrocious. But that's because Dak had a bunch of dang time. He did have a bunch of time, yeah, but a lot have, of open was because secondary guys were messing up their you assignments. You give NFL quarterbacks the time Dak had this past Monday night. A bunch of them will pick you and apart, I, and I don't think he's going to get that against San Francisco. I, I, I think it's think a better so. pass rushing team with a I, superstar defensive. I agree pass rusher. with all that, but where do you put Bosa this week? I put him over left tackle. I put him at right defensive end, and I let him go after the rookie all all afternoon long, all all game. You're going to have to bring another. You're going to have to bring somebody over there to help Tyler Smith. Because I don't know that Tyler Smith, as good as the years he's had, is going to be able to deal with the defensive MVP by himself. Somebody's going to have to come over and help. And I think that's if you're doing that, that beca- if it's this is a, the old if you can get to the quarterback with four, your defense is sure. going to win. If the 49ers can get to Dak with four, Dallas is going to be in trouble. Same thing goes on the other side. If the 49ers let Purdy get harassed by the Cowboy pass rush with only four, Dallas is going to be fine. I mean, this real to me where this game's going to come. You have to bring a fifth guy. If you if you can get pressure with four, you're going to have a good chance to win this game. If you have to revert to I got to bring a fifth guy because I can't get to him, quarterbacks start to get the advantage. And there's a lot of weapons in San Francisco. I agree. We're out of time. Ben Johnson's going nowhere. That's what he says. Detroit. Lion offensive coordinator says he's staying for another year. When we've talked before about Dan Quinn, and we've talked before about Kellen Moore, I'm telling you, those that's another guy off the market that make the Cowboy OC in DC a little bit more attractive to somebody looking to hire. Just saying, we're done. We'll do it again tomorrow. Make it one more time this week, five o'clock. Come on back. Don't forget Kirk and Company tomorrow morning at 7. Otherwise, right here, leaving the yard. Zach and the Professor on the fan. 107.9. I see you're cleaning your rifle. Yeah, get ready for deer season. Well, go to Miller Bowie Supply. They're the hunter's headquarters. Drawing deer this season with Rack Attract. The roasted soybean and corn mix offers 16% protein, and it's just $14.75.